When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, Dak, let's roll the Rocco clip here right away. Let's hear what let's hear what old Rocco had to say about a a tough loss last night. Buck was uh he was wanting to play, but um he he couldn't uh move around well enough to play today. And um I basically have to make the call along with the medical staff on on something like that. And uh he had to get uh some you know, get looked at by the by the doc, which is part of something, you know, it's part of what he deals with from time to time. Um and he was just not going to be available to play based on my decision. He wasn't going to be able to produce out there based on the way he felt. Yeah, that was a fun one last night, Patrick. Woo-hoo-hoo! Uh, and mm. it, was, it took Atterbury about a minute to remind me that 11-10 uh, to 10 is a famous score in uh, Twins baseball history when it comes to taking on Cleveland. Uh, September 28th, uh, 1984 is when they blew the 10-run lead. And... Uh, the famous hands around the throat quote from uh, from uh, Gaetti that with Frank Viola as your starter they blew a ten run lead and uh, and that eliminated them from uh, their upset uh, attempt to win the uh, central uh, that was the west that was not the was that was west. the west American West-ish. League West yeah West Division with Kansas City won someplace else and. Uh, yeah, that came the night after Jamie Quirk had his only hit ever for the Cleveland Indians, which was a game uh, losing home run off RD. So uh, that's a famous time. But last night, uh, you uh, you get a you get a five one lead for uh, your best pitcher, Sonny Gray, but he was hanging pitches all night. His breaking ball was terrible. He just did not have the fight on his breaking ball. So they're back in the game, and then they blow. It was a great game because it was a good win. As I said, it was a good win, a bad loss, a great win, a kick in the groin loss. <laughs> I mean, it all in all in one evening. It took yeah. three and a half hours, but all in one evening they went up and down and all around. And uh, uh, but uh, Cleveland, man, they're plucky, aren't they? They're 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 fantastic. They're young and they can hit now. Yeah, they beat the Dodgers two out of three. They come in here and they, you know, twice you had them, twice you were in good shape to beat them and blew the game. They they keep coming after you. And uh, Stephen Kwan's an interesting character, isn't he? They couldn't yeah. get him out for three weeks. He couldn't hit a foul ball for a month, and now he's back. Now he's back getting two hits a game. So uh, it's uh, yeah, it's uh, Cleveland is. They have. How'd you like Class A when he came in though? Those yeah, that guy's filthy. Pitches, those pitches he threw to Correa 
were, you couldn't foul them off. They were unbelievable. Either a 94 mile hour slot, a slider that hit this much of the low outside corner or just a unhittable 101 mile an hour fastball also on the outside corner. Those were some, they got him and that kid that pitched the, the uh, Stefan that pitched the ninth inning the night before, that guy throws 99 or 102. They got more bullets, man, on that pitching staff. They got way more bullets than the Twins do. Yeah, oh, my gosh. What's, uh, what, okay, what do we know about Buxton's knee? Rocco was pretty forthright there as much as he's going to be at the end. I've I've heard that his knee fills up with fluid every so often, and he just, you know. They have to rest him I, uh, for a couple I days. I heard that he was uh, had his knee drained. Yes, he did, and uh, I, you know, that he there was there was never a plan to have him. One reason they gave him a day off in Seattle, and then a, there was another day off as they wanted him to play all three games against Cleveland. And uh, yesterday was, as I think, from what I heard, was about as bad as his knee's been. Uh, and uh, so they they couldn't play him. This is we we just we we have to now accept the idea that uh, this is chronic, and uh, instead of getting all you know everybody immediately goes on Twitter. How could you not have your best player in there? And I would have been leading the march a month ago, but uh, you know this this was not a Twins decision. This was he can't play. He's, he wasn't ready to play. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a DL. Uh, trip out of this thing too so we'll we'll see i'd be very shocked if he said we haven't posted the lineup yet today i, I suppose but uh, i would be very shocked if he plays today too so. so when you're down by six runs on sunday and he's playing center on turf in arizona and you know this and you by the way are trying to get him off his feet as much as possible why are you allowing him to complete that game that's my question i, I don't know but i'm not I don't know if the two things can be related to each other, but it, it, we we said at the time it seemed kind of odd to be playing him. But I think this, I think I also think this flared up. I don't think it's that you know they they you know they found out. I think it flared up yesterday or overnight or something. I don't know that there's anyone at fault here, Judd. That's the, no. that's that's what I've the conclusion I've come to is his knee is messed up. Yeah. There's no, it's, it's not Rocco's fault. It's not the front office's fault. Are there, I don't it, know that they could have handled this season to this point much differently if his they, knee uh, feels that way every so often. They thought they were, uh, you know, I, I was all over them early, uh, but I, you know, there's, there's a problem. We've, we've said it a month ago that, uh, I mean, why did he sign for a hundred million dollars? You know, I think he signed for a hundred million dollars because he had a chronic knee problem, and uh, that the that they decided to uh, they were worried about the long the long term condition of his knee, and they better take what they can get because people are talking about it. Ramirez taking less money than he should have taken. I mean, weren't we all surprised that Buxton settled for a hundred and up for seven years? Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think we were, and now I think we're finding out why. I think he's got a bad knee, and uh, which really makes it bad because as much as him hitting his occasional home runs uh, helps you, him playing center field helps you a lot more. And, uh, yeah. you know, all of a sudden he's not your center fielder. You saw it last night. <laughs> yes. the, 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 the Buxton of full speed 
would have caught that ball. Mm -hmm. uh, but Celestino, you know, I mean, I'm not blaming the center fielder for not catching that ball when your relief pitcher gives up a rocket to right to the left center field gap. It's, you know, you can't expect your center fielder to jump up and make a, a great catch on it. So uh, I, I can't blame uh, Celestino for that. But if Buxton's playing, he probably catches that ball. If Buxton's playing full speed, but the Buxton they would have had last night would have had to turn and look at it, apparently. I, I don't know. It's uh, it's it, The narrative has now been established that they're idiots for not playing him, but I'm sure I think that maybe we have to change the narrative. Nick Gordon also started that game, I believe, in center two, and, and we're approaching Ben Revere-level arm when it comes to Nick Gordon in, in center field. That, that, that poor guy has no shot. At, uh, at, at getting that ball in the infield and also made a pretty bad error, too, that allowed a run to get in the scoring position yesterday, mm -hmm. too. So it's rough that he's gone. Uh, I think we also should change uh, change our theory that Nick Gordon is a base dealer. He's an attempted base dealer. Yeah. He's, he's not a base dealer. He, he's, a, he's a bust. <laughs> every time they throw him, uh, every time they throw him up eight feet, and then we go like this and wave, and then they really tag him and all that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Review yeah, it. Yeah. He's You're great. Right. He's great at sort of sliding around the tag. That's the that's, that's yeah. His skill set. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, I mean, I don't think any of us expected to see Cleveland as the team that uh, you really had to worry uh, about. Uh, but then he looked at pitching, and I guess maybe we should. I mean, looked at the end, end of the bullpen. You know what? Bottom line, this is not a competitive pitching staff. This is not a competitive pitching staff. And therefore, Cleveland has a competitive pitching staff. The White Sox, when they, if they get healthy, have a competitive pitching staff. And this team is going to finish third in the division. So get used to it, folks. They might win half, but I'm not sure. I wouldn't bet on. I I think I said 78 and 84 when it started, and I'm damn near going to be 100% on that mm. one, I believe. Well, as, as Pagan... As Pagan was trotting out there last night about to give up a crooked number, I happened to pull open the baseball reference page for Taylor Rogers to see how things were going mm -hmm. in San Diego this season. He leads the league in saves of 21. He has uh, a 2.79 earned run average and 33 strikeouts in 29 innings. It's maybe the best season of Taylor Rogers' career. Yeah, he point. had a couple, you know, he was impeccable for six, seven weeks. He had a couple of games where he, uh, I think he's blowing two now. One was a one run game and he had one game when he gave up three or something, but the ERA is inflated. Yes. He, uh, well, uh, from what I'm told by people who interview him every day, nobody was more shocked about that trade than Terry Francona, <laughs> who was very happy to see Taylor Rogers leave the twins because his team had uh, very little luck against them. So, yeah, I, I, they've done some odd things, but, but, Right now, the big problems are the young pitchers haven't been developed, and you know they don't. They got one stud arm, Durant. Durant's the one guy in the bullpen that you don't want to face. And uh, I mean, Pagan goes out and strikes out the side in the eighth inning. Why are they sending him back out for the ninth? Yep. I mean, what, and you what, knew what, what did happen. they really think? All of a sudden, he was superb. I, I know you only got Duffy and Thornburg out there, but. Uh, you know, take a shot, give Duffy another chance at uh, rehabilitation. You know. So. Well, and if Duran was going to pitch two the previous night, why didn't you get him up as soon as Arise hit a home run? A three-run shot, by the way, with one out, you're up by two. 
Rocco claimed, well, he wasn't warming up, but get him up at that point in time. And Because if you're going to burn him so he can't pitch on Wednesday, then sure as hell p- try to pitch him for two on Tuesday. I, st- among my bashers today, uh, uh, some guy, I can't remember this guy, he's always thinks he's a genius. He's, he says, wait till they trade a rise and somebody else before the deadline. They have the same chance of training to rise as, uh, you know, of, of acquiring Aaron Judge. <laughs> hey, Buster, Buster, Buster only. only. Declan found a Buster only. Seven teams that could be in the mix for Aaron Judge this offseason. The Twins were on the list of seven. <laughs> it's a listicle, baby. How do they always get on that list? How do they get on these Well, his lists? logic was they signed Carlos Correa for $35 yeah. million. That money probably comes off the books. Yeah. Because he probably opts out, and so oh, hey, yeah. maybe they're oh, maybe yeah. they're willing and to Aaron spend four hundred million dollars. Aaron Judge can <laughs> be playing, can stay in New York for the same money, obviously, <laughs> or he could go to places, or he can stay there and hit pop ups that are home runs, or he can come here. And, I mean, he'd hit his home runs here too, but come here and freeze his ass off in uh, three months a year in front of eighteen thousand people. Yeah, he's a uh, what would the Twins have to – so we know the Yankees are going to offer something. What, what is my friend – what kind of hash is my friend Buster? <laughs> They're ordering him, Patrick, <laughs> to come up with lists. From the, That's what it is. This must be from the highest mounts of Nepal or something. This must be the greatest hash in the history of mankind. I want to see more Patrick Royce listicles myself. That's what I want to see. I want yes, you to just start to come up with lists. That's the new thing. The kids love the list. list. Yeah, they ESPN do love found the that list. out. They, they, they do love the list. That's for sure. Uh, but yeah, oh, that was a that's a terrible loss. That was a terrible loss last night. I, I love making fun of that. This will be a bad loss. But uh, but that was when you when you blow it twice. The, those are the worst kind. When you blow them twice, right? Those are the worst losses. Yeah. You have them one because you got Sonny Grant amount, and you blow that one, and then you yep. come back and Ursula hits this. By the way, the juice is back into baseball. We've talked about that. They haven't told us, but the juice is back into baseball. A couple of those home runs to left field were hardly hit. Those fly balls that uh, go out of the park. The juice is back into baseball, but that's a that's a terrible loss. But it did bring back those lovely memories of. Peden Municipal Stadium, the mistake by the lake with 800 people in the stands on Thursday and Friday, and and Billy Gardner in there having a beer after the game, talking about Ron Davis two nights in a row. <laughs> First Jamie Quirk, and then uh, then blowing a ten run lead. It was uh, it was a fantastic 48 hours. Uh-huh. It really was. Uh, Pat, we uh, we lost the goose yesterday. Yes. Tony Siragusa, fifty five years old, man. He was a character, uh, and uh, I was telling you guys off the air. Two th- so the two thousand one, uh, the Giants go to the Super Bowl, right? They that was after they beat uh, that they mm-hmm. beat uh, that was forty one donut, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So and then the Ravens go, so. I decided to stick around and try to track down Tony Saragusi's. I didn't know anything about him, but I knew that he lived in New Jersey. And this is when you could look at a phone book and call somebody, right? And I 
dad, then I find out dad, dad, dad died when he was 48 years old, Pete. But I get the mom on the phone and I say, hey, can I come down and see you? And that's in Kenilworth, I think, a little, little town where he went to high school, not far from where I was staying. And I went down and spent a few hours with Rosemary and what a treat that was, man. Because this was in the, you know, the, I mean, it was the Sopranos. It was, Tony was a driver in the Sopranos. Yeah. He had a role in the Sopranos. But, uh, but Rose, I spent a few hours with Rosemary and everybody in the neighborhood. Rosemary was like the queen bee of the neighborhood. And they were bringing, they, it, the other na- ladies in the neighborhood would just wander in and say, what do you have for lunch today? I didn't, I'm too late. I didn't have time to cook lunch. So they'd sit, she'd make all of them lunch. And the mom, the 89 year old mom or 89 year old mom drove over and, you know, came driving over in a big Cadillac or something. And it was, it was great. It was right out of, this was, this was blue collar version of, uh, of the Sopranos. It was fantastic. And he, he was, he always came off as a great guy, but uh, with with uh, with his with his hugeness and his dad's history, I don't think this is a shock that Tony is no longer with us at age fifty five. But uh, they had him on the sidelines, what for seven eight, eight years? years maybe. Yeah, he was not really the petite, good looking <laughs> young gal with the microphone. And he would he he shove that microphone in a coach's face with those big meaty <laughs> hands, <laughs> those sweating. Wrestling. State wrestling champion in New Jersey. How would oh you like God. to look? At, how would I you like laying to on at, top of you? How would you like to look across the mat and see this? See Just this breathing in your ear. You're probably about two seventy five. Then come over there and grab you by the head and push you down. Yeah, I'd probably Lin- linguine and garlic on his breath as he pins you. Yeah, right. <laughs> but you know what he is though. He he was part really of that last group of mammoth just. Fat, fun nose tackles. Yeah, I, like, I like across, those guys are gone now. Yeah, I got. I ran across this quote about. Uh, let me see this. It ended my first. I got. I got a print out of that column. Uh, where did he say that uh, he hit? Uh, he made a famous hit in that game, and he said, "I got to get on on the quarterback." I can't. On, on the hit, hit, hit in the Ravens game because they beat the they beat Rich Gannon and the Raiders, right? And yes. He said it was good. I got on him with my full fat. <laughs> one of the few guys you can land on. He says, one of the few guys I've been able to land on with my full fat. He said. So and that was a big play in the game. So here's a here's another quote. So Mike Silver posted something from an old SI article he did back in the day. And uh, I'm just gonna read this from Tony Saragusa. My abilities were overlooked for a long time. But people are starting to see that I'm a piece of the puzzle. When I was in college, people told me, sure, you can stop the run, but anyone can do that. If you want to make money in the NFL, you've got to stop the passer. That's bull crap. It's like all these people who tell you you've got to be in computers to make money. Yeah? You know what? You still need a bleeping plumber to fix your toilet. The (laughs) scarcer they are, the more money you'll make. Because what are you going to do? Call a bleeping computer guy to fix your bleeping crapper? (laughs) (laughs) And his mom probably would have said the same thing. It was, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, he was. He was a character. But I, I one of the uh, one of the better ideas I had was to drew. Yeah, I, I wonder what his family's like because <laughs> you get down there and it was man alive. It was a, the kitchen was um the only 
The only person missing was Nancy Marchand. And remember the mom from, uh, wasn't it Nancy Marchand? Was Tony's mean, miserable mother, wasn't that her, right? Yeah, I mean, this, do you guys do you guys think do you guys think attending a Siragusa like an all in Siragusa family dinner would be worth cutting oh. ten years off your life? <laughs> I think about it. it. Probably would. Yes, it would. Just inject it right into your veins. Yes. <laughs> Arteries of get clogged up. Uh, Joe Driscoll's wake today at four p.m. in Lasur. Uh There's only one funeral home in town. You want to get there early if you want to get in. I want to tell you. I think I'm going to set up a little card table in front and then say, uh, come out, come over and tell me your best Driscoll story. Okay. Uh, I've got a supply of them, but I want to refresh it. I want to have a new supply of the, of the great Joe Driscoll, uh, one of the great town ball players of all time. And, uh, and also a very uh, good three sport athlete. And I got a, I got a copy of his uh, Kelly loft down at Southwest state sent me his, resume from his time as a quarterback and a baseball player at Southwest State. And he's eligible in 70, ineligible in 71, eligible in 72, ineligible in 73, pops up again a little in 74. Everybody says, one of the great athletes ever. Yes, if they didn't make him go to those damn classes, he would have been. (laughs) Joe was was not into the book learning, man. And he was, uh, but a great character. And uh, one of the guys, I, I think I told you guys this, one of the guys I heard from that he had died, I knew it by then, but was Glenn Mason because Driscoll painted his house. Driscoll, he called me one day and said, this guy here says he's your idol that's painting my house. And I said, oh, Driscoll must be there. And he said, yeah. yeah so so Mace, Mace, Mace fell in love with the guy having him there for three, four days. Uh, as somebody said, Joe showed up to paint and he worked 10 to 2 straight through, man. <laughs> he was done for the day. Then <laughs> he had to go do something else. But uh, great character. Had a stroke about three years ago and uh, it looked like he was recovering, but the last year was, uh, was tough, tough, tough. So, yeah. Hey, you know, before, Friday turnout. Before we, uh, we say goodbye, did you see who the newest Good Morning Football host is taking over for Kay Adams, who departed? No. Jamie Erdahl. Way to go, Jamie. She couldn't have done it without all that work we had her do for us, which was send out what for Joe and I we send out Sports Person of the day. day, right? Sports person of the day. Boy, did we take advantage of her skills. She finally said, you know, I'm not learning much here. I think she never she was very nice when she goes to this when I have seen her out at the fair a few times. But uh Good for her. That's great. I feel like you know, while the while the four of us sit here and bum around, we can yeah. we can at least look back at the old fifteen hundred yes. ESPN and say, what a launching ground. Tom Pelissero, yes. Jamie Erdahl, Courtney Cronin's on Around the Horn every other day now on ESPN. Mm-hmm. Zach Harper on Levitard Network. Yes. What a de- what a development ground. We, we, we were a launching pad for everybody but ourselves. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so true. That's uh, that's uh, that's great. Amazing. All right. Yeah, well, uh, a sad day. Tony uh, dying and the, the twins falling out of first place. And uh, now we can officially stop saying they were still tied for first, even though they weren't because they right. were five percentage points behind them. But uh, they're out of first place. And let me predict never to be seen again. Okay. Wow. There it I, is. I do, I do not like this team because I hate the pitching staff. I hate the pitching. Staff.
Can we put Pat on the record there? Sure. Write this down. The Twins will not be. The Twins will not have sole possession of I first have place. Sole possession of first place. Again. Write it down. You like writing things well, down. We go to Cleveland next week and lose four out of five. That'll be. Bad. Here we go again. There it is. Right. Just <laughs> go for the five game sweep. <laughs> I, I can't. You can't get excited with this pitching staff. You can't. I don't Sorry. disagree. Not a big league pitching staff. Mm-hmm. He's on the record now. Staff. On the record. All right, Jim. All right. See All you, right, Pat. Bye. All right, there it is, uh, presented by our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. They've been around for over 100 years, almost as long as Patrick Royce, helping businesses with risk management tools and resources and helping maximize the success of your business. Find out more at federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours.